Saturday morning, the Bruins welcome in Bowling Green. Each team has a malign unit looking to make strides from 2021 here into 2022. Which unit will win? UCLA defense or the Bowling Green offense? As we preview and continue to preview the week one matchup between the Bruins and the Falcons here on Locked On UCLA. Let's hit that music and groove, everybody. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. It's your host, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, D1 play-by-play broadcaster. You can follow me on Twitter if you're watching on YouTube, at Zach and Yox, as you see with the overlay there. But glad to have you guys here for Locked On UCLA again. Thanks for making it and the show your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them, it's for free. And... If you're on YouTube, tune in, like, subscribe, comment on the videos, whether it's basketball getting some hits with Devin Williams committing, whether it's football leading up to their week opening game, just enjoy the family and go follow the show Twitter at Locked on Bruins. Most importantly, Bruin fans, get those hands in the air for a Bruin 8 clap, everybody. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U, C, L, A. UCLA fight, 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 as we welcome you in to Locked On UCLA. As I teased just a few moments ago, UCLA's defense, Phil McGovern and Stefan Blaylock, one of the leaders for the UCLA defense, talking with the media after today, after the practice, in one of the final practices before their season opening game against Bowling Green. It'll be an interesting matchup as they bring up and they fight against a SoCal native, Matt McDonald, the Bowling Green starting quarterback against the fourth-year head coach Scott Loeffler, Scott Leffler, as he brings his Falcons into the Rose Bowl for just the second time in program history. First time against the Bruins as the two teams will intermingle. First time the Bruins have ever faced a MAC opponent at home. You remember they faced uh, Temple way back when in that 2009 bowl game out in D.C. with those frigid temperatures, all everything. And that was when Temple used to be a MAC member. Here we go. The Bruins against the Bowling Green offense. Let's start with the Bruins defensively, right? In previous episode, went over what the depth chart looks like. That was recently dropped for the Bruins. You have the Murphy Twins, the John John Vons, the Kirkwoods, the Mawasaos at linebacker. Just so many defensive, all these guys. Azizi Hearn, Blaylock, as I said, up and down. You'll see the starters, the backups, and even some third stringers at times. That was even teased at practice leading up to the week. It'll be extremely, extremely hot. And yes, we've joked in the brief relaunching of the podcast that it can be hot in the Rose Bowl, right? Where you'll be sweating all weekend before the day and the day after. No, this week, an extreme heat wave hitting SoCal. So expect the Bruins to cycle through a lot of players defensively and offensively. But for Chip Kelly, defensively is where you'll see a lot of guys probably see so much different time, so much more time and more reps in the early going in these first couple of games, these first few non-conference games that the Bruins are heavy favorites in, but a hot SoCal sunny day in the Rose Bowl 
where it will be extremely hot. Expect the Bruins to use a lot of players. Just looking at some numbers in recent years, UCLA, with their wins, when it comes to forcing turnovers, when they win the turnover battle, they are plus 20 in wins in turnovers. Yeah, plus 20 in wins, minus 27 in losses. So it's either you're winning big, you're doing everything right, or you're just simply shooting yourselves in the foot, getting in your own way, and the Bruins can't do things. And that's not exactly what the defense can help when it comes to your offense turning the ball over. But when they force turnovers, it tends to maybe negate those turnovers. It does, not just maybe, it does negate all the turnovers the offense will do. You've seen DTR at times be a little lackadaisical with the football at times. He can be extremely dynamic, but in his first few years, still maturing into the leader he is now in his fifth year at UCLA. You've seen DTR just kind of give up the ball. But the defense, it's their job to stop teams. And sometimes DTR has been having has been forced to you know account for lack of defense the Bruins have had these last few years. They changed with the six coaches, new defensive coordinator, Bill McGovern, repeatedly asked, all right, are you funny? Are you, how's the transition from the NFL and college? All sorts of things. The Bruins, they're facing more of a pro-style offense that Bowling Green will roll in here, a Bowling Green team that has nine starters returning. We'll get to them in just a moment. UCLA is expecting to try and force those turnovers. And how crucial is the turnover battle for UCLA? Well, Stefan Blaylock was quoted as saying, we've been emphasizing not just getting turnovers in the summer, even since spring, they've been practicing, get the ball, turn it, force turnovers over and over again. And not just the turnovers, it's get off the field quick. Don't let the offense sit on the bench too long. Don't let them get cold. And especially this weekend against Bowling Green, there is no such thing as getting cold. There's rest and recovery and then getting back out there and dealing with that epic, terrible SoCal heat wave we're going to deal with over this Labor Day weekend, the first full weekend of college football. UCLA, I noticed in some interesting numbers these last couple of years, 19 turnovers in their last eight losses. Seven turnovers last year and four losses in 2021 of the 14, half of them coming in losses. But as we've discussed before, when UCLA wins under Chip Kelly, it's when they've forced turnovers to negate any of the turnovers the offense have done. Then in 2020, a year we probably all regret for the UCLA football team where they had so many close losses, should have easily had a winning record. If not, could have easily gone undefeated if we're being quite honest. UCLA with that losing campaign in 2020 had 12 turnovers in four losses. So in their last eight games where they've lost the last two seasons, won a shortened campaign with no fans, a completely different atmosphere. And last year, things slightly getting back to normal. The Bruins had 19 turnovers. So it's up to the defense to get that offense out there that's clicking in all cylinders and get them back on the field against the Bowling Green unit that while we detailed a bit of the offensive line where the Bruins defensively can attack that much maligned unit, we're going to kind of give some names and faces to some of the skill players, the quarterback, Matt McDonald, and everything that can really change things going forward for this UCLA defense as they prepare for Bowling Green this weekend. But before we get into specifics about Bowling Green, let's hear some words from our friends at Bet Online. It's your number one source for all 
your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Go ahead to the website today, or you use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. And on the last episode of the week before the game, we'll get to those bet online numbers. But just go check out our friends at Bet Online. So for UCLA, they're already worked up to face a bowling green team that's maybe had some choice words. I think we've seen on the social media that was reported at Scott at their head coach's press conference. Now we're not afraid of UCLA's cavernous, lots of seats filled Rose Bowl, you know, but the joke is how many people will go to that first game with so much heat as they reference games in the past that Bowling Green's played. So it won't exactly be a tough atmosphere for the offense to deal with in a very dry SoCal day in September. Yes, I have to keep repeating it. We are going to be drenched in sweat. Whoever is there in the Rose Bowl with me, you will be sweating. If you're at home enjoying the AC, a pool, the beach, I commend you. You may have made the right decision. But whatever it is, the Bruins have to face this Bowling Green offense. And as I teased before in the early stages, UCLA making the switch. And while the rushing yards they've been limiting has been going down over the years for Chip Kelly, the lowest amount of points they've given up in almost seven years for points per game came last year for UCLA's defense, a trend that started at the end of the Jim Moore campaign where too many points were given up defensively. Finally, some changes made, and now UCLA gets not exactly a test, but there's some key little pieces Bowling Green will trot out there this weekend that will force UCLA to game plan well and see how different the defense will look. Starting with the quarterback, Matt McDonald. McDonald, who last year completed around 60% of his passes, over 60% of his passes, 2,500 yards, closer to 2,600 yards, had 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions last year, including a red-hot finish over his last six games from the middle of October to the end of the year. He was able to have over 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns, one interception, and McDonald hasn't had an interception in his last 115 passes attempted. So this is a red-hot quarterback over the last half of 2021 coming into 2022. A Bowling Green team that operates with co-offensive coordinators running more of a pro-style system, two tight ends, couple receivers, tailback, tailback positions up in the air. But McDonald comes in, a veteran QB presence starting at Boston College, even familiar to the SoCal ranks, as I've said before, He's from modern day, initially modern day high school. Yes, the one in Santa Ana, the one that's always been talked about in recent times in SoCal football. Then had the starting job won over JT Daniels, got hurt, lost the job, transferred to Mission Viejo, was a Diablo for the rest of his prep high school career, and then found himself in Boston College where his head coach was the offensive coordinator. He got the head coaching gig at Bowling Green, and thus he followed back in 2019. So McDonald... Coming in, looking to kind of squash that turnover bug. 
He did have a three-interception game, did the Bowling Green starting signal caller, signal caller back against Akron in October 9th of 2021. And then he's been, as I mentioned, red hot, fire, firing at all cylinders, everything going well for their starting quarterback, a guy that's had so many of his family members already play in the Rose Bowl. Funny enough, his dad, Paul, was a quarterback at SC, a couple of Rose Bowl wins with the Trojans. He's had a couple of older brothers, one with SC come to the Rose Bowl, and actually a brother who played in New Mexico State and came and played at the Rose Bowl as an Aggie member against the Bruins back in 2013, a little under a decade ago. So he'll be the fourth McDonald. Not old McDonald had a Rose Bowl, but, you know, little McDonald coming and join the party at the Rose Bowl. So he comes, the SoCal kid hailing from Newport Beach, the, the, the beach guy having to play in the heat of the Rose Bowl. It'll be a nice welcoming homecoming for him. So funny little storyline coming to that, watching how McDonald re- rearing and ready to go against the Bruin defense, who's got that secondary that's waiting to hawk to the football, rally to the football, come and wait for any mistakes that McDonald's shown that he will make over the course of his course of his D1 collegiate career. But for the Bruins, can the Kirkwoods, the ZZ Hearn, the transfer, Blaylock, and whoever else I'm forgetting off the top of my head at this moment, can they rally to the football and limit McDonald? Stephon Blaylock and at the end of practice made the quote recently saying, yeah, once he gets out of the pocket, he's going to look downfield, continue to look downfield, and fire the football. I mentioned in the most recent episode prior to this one for Locked On to UCLA, Bowling Green's rushing attack was one of the worst in the nation. They could barely muster just over 100 rushing yards a game. Compare that to the UCLA rushing attack, which was one of the best, one of the top tier in the nation, not exactly number one, but second in the Pac-12, over 200 rushing yards a game in 2021. And obviously, it's not fair to compare the two offenses. They're going in different directions. But each team's strength is matching up with each other, and each team's weakness is matching up with each other. If you think about it, UCLA defense, if you compare it to recent years, especially last year, to the Bowling Green offense, it was Bowling Green's defense that helped lead them to that win at Minnesota in 2021, despite being 4-8. This is that year for the Falcons that they're looking to make that leap year. And for UCLA, obviously, all the talk, all the hype is, this is the year, certainly, to make the Rose Bowl. If there is ever a dream schedule to make an outside run, while still being in the Pac-12 conference at a college football playoff. And yes, we did our preseason predict- predictions and projections, had them at 9-4, and four, including that bowl game, falling either in the Pac-12 title game or just short. But if there is ever a dream season, this is the schedule to do it. And this is a Bowling Green team. Well, if you look at the, the odds makers, and we'll talk about that later in future episodes with the, the bet, bet online odds and numbers, it's kind of dropping a little bit. So this game might be a little closer than people thought. It might be a tougher game than Bruin fans realize. Because this offense, I think, is looking ready to click a lot more than they did last year for Bowling Green. And that's something that the UCLA defense maybe not might not expect on a hotter day. They get a little gassed. Might give up a couple more points than, than expected if, say, it wasn't like 5 billion degrees in the Rose Bowl on Saturday, which is no... No excuse, right? But it's just, you're going to have to cycle in a lot of players. And McDonald is the head man. It's going to all run through him. And we'll give you some other names to talk about and just look forward to after we hear some words from, from, from some sponsors. 
in the meantime, now if you're watching on YouTube, back with the audio side of things, UCLA, these are some of the skilled players that Bowling Green you have to look out for. First, we'll go with who they've lost. They lost their kicker, and while you might think, okay, offensively, Zach, why are you starting with their kicker? Well, their kicker was a Lou Graza Award semifinalist, Nate Needham, who had the best success rate percentage of made kicks in the nation last year. 95% he made his kicks. And when you're amongst the best in the nation in terms of simply making kicks, success rates, that's something that they're going to lose from last year. They lost their punter. They're replacing a lot of the special teams. Just kind of breezing over that really quick. But when you can get three on the board, especially on the road, at the Rose Bowl, that's something that Bowling Green could have had. They're looking to replace that. So that's something to look out for for the Bruins defensively, who have made a the Bruins in like the last decade, I believe, have blocked at least 20 or so kicks, 20 or more. So that's something to look out for where they've made a they blocked a couple. It led to some scores in recent seasons. We've had some block kicks. You remember in Washington State, some big blocks, whether it's punts, blocked field goals for touchdowns. Bruins have made just that last decade, they've blocked a lot of kicks, whether it be punts, field goals, led to scoring drives, flip field position, led to a touchdown directly off the block. Just some couple things I wanted to start with. They have a new field goal kicker and a new punter, an Aussie style punter. So you got to check out for that. Back to the offense. They actually lost at Bowling Green. I didn't mention this when I was talking about the rushing attack, but Tyrion Stewart, who is one of the, a, more of an Ohio legend in the high school ranks, with Sandusky in the Sandusky area of Ohio was his high school's leading rusher and was Bowling Green's leading rusher the last two seasons, including in each of 2020 and 2021. Stewart having a game where he had 160 yards on the ground and 170 yards on the ground in separate seasons and a couple of rushing touchdowns in those games. That's a dynamic threat that despite UCLA facing a, an offensive line that's been patched together with transfers, walk-on freshmen, but getting some more experience for the Falcons. They're without their starting tailback the last couple of years. He's no longer with the program. That was recently announced just the weekend before the game. So that was just announced a few days ago. The head coach confirmed it. No longer with the program. No words as to why he's not there. But their leading tailback from last year is not there. Looking at the Bowling Green depth chart, there's a lot of oars on this depth chart for the Falcons. You can go back and forth, but they have four guys who could potentially maybe get some action for Bowling Green at tailback, whether it's Jamal Johnson, Teron Keith, Jason Patterson, Nick Mosley, and I'm not going to go deep into that, but that's just four sophomores down the board with their rushing attack. That's a little different. They're expecting to throw the ball. They're not going to throw it a million times, more of a pro-style offense, as I mentioned, two tight ends. One of their best tight ends is Christian Smith, who is their third leading returning receiver from last year. He's a 6'4", 240-pound senior. Look for him, Christian Smith, Sims, maybe to attack a seam, see how he does offensively. Sims, the third leading receiver, a touchdown last year. And for UCLA, well, it'll be interesting to see how they can cover some, some solid tight ends. And to get more on those Sims numbers, he had in 11 games played, 41 receptions, 418 yards, two touchdowns, and a long of the season of 81 yards, which was the longest reception of the season for the Falcons in 2021. So that's something to look out for for the tight end side. 
Another something I thought was kind of funny, Levi Gezerik, who is a another tight end, isn't exactly the receiving threat, but he is their other starting tight end. Gezerik is one of two, is one of 15 FBS players that also plays baseball. And if you know John John Vons, of course, a baseball player for John Savage and company, and even Bill McGovern re- referencing having a two-sports star, those aren't frequent for a lot of coaches to have, whether it's the basketball and football, the football and the baseballs, track and fields, whatever it is. It's not frequent in this day and age to be playing at a D1 school, let alone a Power 5 D1 level at both sports. And we will have two guys, Division One, meeting the starting linebacker for the Bruins, at least on the depth chart released before the game, John John Vons, going against Levi Gazerik, their starting tight end. Both play baseball and both are starting in football. Gazerik, a pitcher, had like a 7 ERA, struck out about 20 and so, some odd innings in 2021. But I thought it was funny. You have two two-sport stars going at it, only 15 of them in FBS, in the FBS, but they're going at it week one. It's just funny how it all works out. It shape out, shapes out that way. So Gazerik, not as dominant, but he did have 10 receptions, 88 yards. He's one of their starting tight ends. I mentioned the tailback is up in the air for Bowling Green. Their starting back is not there, but some receiving threats to look out for. You have Austin Osborne, who was their second leading receiver last year. 64 receptions and 546 yards, averaging about eight yards a catch, two touchdowns, about 45 yards a game. And what is their lethal threat? Tyrone Broden, who only had 36 catches last year, but led the team in yards with just four yards shy of 600, 596, an average of 16 yards a catch, and most importantly, five touchdowns to lead his team with a long of 64, had the best game average of yards per game of 54. He is 6'7". Yeah, that's a 6'7 guy going against the Bruins secondary. And yes, while they have some veterans, some youngsters like Kirkwood coming up, Stephon Blaylock talking about how Kirkwood's ready to take over the reins slightly, the the veteran senior leader who represented at the Pac-12 Media Days, Blaylock there, and then Azizi Hearn, the Wyoming transfer, but you have all these guys, the Devin Wassows, all these things, looking at a 6'7 Broden that you're looking to track across the field. And that's a big body to be lumbering up and down the Rose Bowl Stadium field, just going up and down in the hot SoCal sun. But for the Bruins, that is the guy to look out for. He is a strong threat for the receiving core for Bowling Green, who is looking ready to make a statement against the Bruins come week one on Saturday morning. One thing the Bruins need to take advantage of, McDonald is prone to the turnover. This is a running game that is losing their starting tailback, just being announced that he's not not with the program anymore. One of the weakest rushing attacks in the nation in 2021 with an offensive line that gave up one of the most, had the highest, one of the most highest numbers in this nation of tackles for loss per game, seven. Just about the average Bowling Greens. Yeah, that's like a high number already. They give up seven per game. And if you can attack and get the pass rush going, whether it be the Murphy Twins, get the D-line going up and back, and just so many different guys for the Bruins who can go back and forth. I know it's just slipping my mind, but there's going to be so different, so many different guys 
kind of cycling in on the defensive line with the heat. But Matt McDonald, in the last four games they played in 2021 to the Falcons, was sacked 17 times. That was about 43% of the times that he was sacked compared to his season total of being sacked. So while they already allowed just a horrible amount of sacks, the Bruins need to apply the pressure, kind of get him a little skittish, and despite him being a long veteran quarterback coming home to start his final season in 2022 for McDonald, coming back to the Rose Bowl, being the fourth McDonald family member to play in the Rose Bowl, the Bruins would love to watch him get a little skittish, sack him, get him under duress early, and force him to make bad decisions and kind of I just lock in on one receiver and get him to turn it over like he did with his three interceptions and watch that rushing game that didn't have any success, still looking probably for a consistent starter. The Bruins wanted to take advantage of an offensive line while they have reworked it here and there. The Bruins wanted to take advantage with their defense. It's the new defensive coordinator versus a new offensive line for Bowling Green. What's going to win? The Bruins have the physicality. They have the edge with some experience in the secondary, different guys coming in at linebacker. Who's going to win certain battles for the Bruins up front? That will make the difference in this one. Turnover battle, and can the Bruins really get McDonald flustered going forward in this week one game? That's going to do it for us here on Locked On UCLA. We're so excited for week one. We'll talk about the offense versus the Bowling Green defense coming up, our predictions, whether there's going to cover the spread who's not we got all that coming up with locked on ucla thanks for turning in today get your hands in the air bruin fans get that eight clap ready and one two three four five six seven eight u c l a ucla fight 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 as we get locked and loaded this has been locked on ucla go bruins go check out locked on pack 12 and make that your second listen today and also, in addition to Lock on, Locked on Pac-12, still go check out that college football preview, the ultimate pro football preview, I should say, for Locked on UCLA. Your second listen should be the ultimate pro football preview in 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Local experts for the Locked on Podcast Network, including betting angles from Lee Sterling with Locked on Bets, combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview, the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, Bruin fans, don't forget, subscribe, comment on the YouTube videos, and rate, comment, watch, download the audio versions as well. We'll continue with more content, have more guests, and the games are here. Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.